Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This week on Dueling Review, it is Radiant Black number three from Image Comics. Okay, that's it. Nathan's getting down to business today. He's finally working on his novel. All he needs is some solitary writing time, no helpful parents, no superhero social media, and definitely no alien voices beaming an unintelligible language into his brain. That's not too much to ask for, right? Radiant Black number three, Matthew. Check this out. This is a comic that is so popular that uh, Image Comics had to send out a press release earlier today to me to say every issue so far of Radiant Black sells out all rushed back to print. Now, I don't run the reprint stuff on the Major Spoilers website. Um, I think that's, you know, reductive. Um, I also think that uh, I also don't run like, hey, this, uh, you know, six-issue miniseries is now collected in trade. I usually don't run those stories either over on Majorspoilers.com, but I do occasionally will bring it up in conversations like this that all three issues of Radiant Black have sold out and are being rushed back to print. Now, one thing that you should keep in mind is that Image Comics, uh, it's creator-owned stuff, and so it's up to the creators to decide how much money they have and how much Image thinks that they can sell, and so they come up with numbers that, from everything that I know, somewhat, they don't ship out like 100,000 copies of, of something. They usually right. ship rather low, get that hype built up so that they can announce a lot of the uh, rush back to print stuff. Still, though, I've been pretty pleased with Radiant Black issues one and two. And I'm curious, Matthew, what your thoughts are on Radiant Black number three. Well, a Radiant Black number three does something a little bit different. The first the, the first issue is basically your superhero origin story with some, mm-hmm. you know, shiny new twists. The yeah. second issue reminded us both of Invincible mm-hmm. with uh, getting used to your new powers. Issue three of Radiant Black is essentially about the main character, Mr. Radiant, uh, having writer's block. And most of this story is about Nathan, the man inside the Radiant Black suit, trying to break through his writer's block and figure out what a story he's trying to tell and then going, oh, yeah, I'm also a superhero. I guess I could go save a person. And moments that seem like the whatever the radiant black entity is, is affecting his mind and messing with his head. So it's really weird. It is a very strange issue. And it's I don't want to say that it's bad, but it's my least favorite issue of the book so far. Because it really delves heavily into not just Nathan's mental state or 
you know, how do you balance the life of a, a would-be screenwriter with being the new superhero in town? But really, it breaks down his process and the things that he wants to say with a story that he's been working on for several years. And it ends up kind of being an issue about the writing process, which to me yeah. feels a little bit like, you know how La La Land was a movie about making movies? I was going to say, Matthew, this felt an awful lot like... Uh, our discussion that we had earlier this week on the major spoilers podcast with the Paul Dini dark Knight, a true Batman story where we were talking about how the author was kind of channeling a lot of his therapy elements through the fictional characters that are appearing in the story, the fictional Batmans that appear in his mind and the jokers and whatever, and how those represent his different anxieties and fears and how he's trying to deal with those. That's kind of how I read this issue is that it was, uh, Kyle Higgins working through the issues of writer's block while or at least the character Nathan trying to write through the writer's block, but in the same time, giving us a real insight into the author's mind. So it almost becomes a little bit of a, a meta commentary on the on the writing process. Yeah. And and in I, and and the weird part is in the process of trying to explain the writer's process with issue three. He did something that is what we expect for an issue three, kind of a filler, kind of a (laughs) not as an important part of your story that you might find in issues one and two or issues five and six. And so I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this is, you know, somebody getting really, really deep and saying, hey, look, everybody, I know issue number three is usually the filler issue where everything drops off. So, yes, I'm going to make this all about filler material, but at the same time, making meta commentary on. Uh, the writing process and writer's block and what does it mean to right. use the characters in this fictional story that Nathan is writing as a surrogate for what Nathan is thinking and maybe right. possibly what even Kyle Higgins is is thinking as the writer. So I don't know if this is a really brilliant issue or an issue that people are going to go man issue four better be good or I'm out of here. See, for me, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, as I was filling out my taxes, and they asked me for my actual. Oh man, you are supposed job. to fill out your taxes every year, not just oh, every couple of years. I, well, they're asking me about my actual job title, and my actual job title is Phone Monkey. And they're like, "Do you have any other jobs?" And I'm like, "Yes." And they're like, "What is it?" I'm like, "I write." They're like, "Okay, you're a writer." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm a writer." And I will say this for Radiant Black Number Three: I've read a lot of comic books, and I can't recall any that's so carefully and accurately encapsulate the writing process, especially when you can't think or can't figure it out or you can't make it work. It's a really great issue structurally about trying to unravel a story problem. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not that it's a bad comic or anything, but no, I don't. I don't think I don't it's know a bad if I comic. signed on for a whole issue yeah. of Nathan, you know, worrying about his writing. Right. So there's a couple of things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. First is something you said a, a, a moment ago about um, you don't know if you signed on on for this. So I don't know if the, I, I really was not bored with this comic. I found it fascinating because it's giving us insight into the writing process. And one of the things that. You know, we're always told as writers is write what you know, right? Write what you know. And so as we are, what's that? You hate that phrase so much. I mean, it's, it's true though. It's just, it's 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 true though to misinterpret it. Yeah, it is. But 
it's 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 easy to misinterpret it because write what you know means write something that you can understand and encapsulate. Write something that appeals to you. It doesn't necessarily mean Matthew write a story about an overweight fifty year old guy who really loves comic books. Hey, and, ladies you know, and gentlemen, t- tomorrow look at tomorrow's uh, question of the day. Shut up. <laughs> no, Shut but I mean, up. in the case of what's going on with Nathan here, he is he's trying to write something that he's not really familiar with. And he's trying to put a character in a situation that he knows this character doesn't belong in. And as he is trying to look at what's going on with this character, he's reflecting on his own self. And so what he's ends up doing is pulling his own life back into the characters in his, in his short story. And in the process also discovers something about himself saying that, Oh, I don't have to just be this. I can also be, this superhero and I can also go and do these other things. So I found that, that, that idea of writing what, you know, shaping uh, this story as we go along. Yeah. The other thing that I, we have, well, if, did you want to follow up on that? Cause I have another writing kind of commentary bit. Nah, I think it would take us off on a tangent. Go where you're going. Well, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind going off on a tangent. The other thing that I was going to talk about is um, every hero needs to go through uh, the the um, what is it called the long night of the soul or the dark night of the soul <laughs> where they're at their rock bottom and they really have to decide what they're going to do with their life. And in the case of Nathan, you know, he came he had to move home to live right. with his parents because he wants to be a writer. And this this uh, superhero thing has been thrust upon him, something that he doesn't know too much about, something that he's scared about because there's somebody obviously out there who has more power than he does. He's freaking out because he's afraid he's going to be corrupted by uh, this suit. And then his best friend, who I really think is Jughead Jones from the Riverdale series, is <laughs> is stepping forward and doing things with this superhero persona that he doesn't necessarily agree with. But in the end... It kind of worked out okay. So, you know, that's what this issue feels like, is he has to go through his lowest point where he's just, everyone knows I'm a fraud as a writer, everyone knows that I'm no good, and I'm going to go out and I guess I'll go out and try the superhero thing, and he actually has a good moment with it. He actually sees some positivity with it. And so after he has that that dark night of the soul, he comes back and he realizes, oh, look at all this stuff that I can now do, and we see how the real-life activities then start to influence and, and drive him for his writing in, in that piece. So that's those, those are some things that I kind of took away from that uh, in that issue. So again, I don't think that it is, I don't think it's a boring issue, Mm -hmm. but it is one that I think is maybe really meta heavy. And it's one of those things where we fall into the fallacy of the writer, where we're assuming what is, what the writer is trying to do here. Very true. And this would be a perfect time to bring on one Kyle Higgins. Hello, Kyle. Oh, Oh, wait. So last week, everybody, remember I said that if we had enough votes to get Radiant Black number three, that I could probably get Kyle Higgins on the show to come on. And sure enough, he did agree to come on to the show until I contacted him uh, the other night. And he's like, uh, so I kind of double booked myself and I'd already canceled on this other person before once. And so I kind of need to do their show instead of your show. And I said, that's fine. We will try to book this on on the next um if we get to do Radiant Black again in the future, maybe we can get him to come back on. So he's not on. It's really just a scheduling conflict and trying to do right by the first people that you uh, that you bailed on. But sure. I think it would have been fascinating to just see what his thought process was and if it aligned with what we were doing, what what my interpretation and what Matthew's interpretation of these issues are um, 
and and get some confirmation from the writer one way or another. But that's how I kind of interpreted this issue. Uh, yeah. It does certainly feel a lot like a filler issue. Uh, I don't think that this is a huge disappointment to me, but I was kind of let down. It's it's atypical. It's not what I expected, and I think that part of that is you know the example set by books like Invincible mm-hmm. or Fire Breather or even Bomb Queen. You know something in yeah. that Image Comics vein. Uh, you know, post two thousand Image Comics vein. You kind of get to a point where you're like, oh, is this going to be uh, a Kirkman book? Is this going to be a Liefeld book? You know, you know what you're going to get. If it's a Karen yeah. Gillan joint, you're going to get wild references to music. And a Kirkman joint is going to be complicated with tons of characters moving around. And a Liefeld book is going to have two issues come out and then never be seen again. But this is a different experience. And as such, I'm like, I don't dislike it. I've said this number of times. I keep saying it's not a bad comic. I don't Mm-mm. dislike it. But I'm also not sure that it's what I expected or you know as much as i hate to sound like the entitled fandom guy what i kind of wanted from Mm -hmm. this book based on the setup of one and two yeah Uh, speaking of robert kirkman here's what robert kirkman has to say about uh radiant black the perfect superhero comic for anyone missing invincible or anyone who hated invincible or anyone who never read invincible or a perfect superhero comic for anyone fall in love with superheroes again read radiant black exclamation point end quote kirkman but, okay, well, here's the thing. I love superheroes. I've always loved superheroes. It's kind of my shtick. Knowing superheroes, enjoying superheroes, I'm 100% on board the superhero train. I'm, dri- I'm literally driving the superhero trolley down the thing, and my best friend is on one fork. Oh, the superhero trolley the is uh, coming down the street. It's coming yep. down the street. That's right, and I have to decide whether to kill five strangers or my best friend. So... <laughs> The superhero trolley problem is real. But more importantly, I think that if I if I were to balance this, if I were playing, you know, the the thing where I'm like, uh, who's the justice person? You know, Lady Justice. Okay. I have my little balance scales, right? And I'm gonna balance things on the scales. And I'm like, here's the things that worried me, here's the things that didn't worry me. And then I go, Oh yeah, here's the art. And I put that on the side of things that didn't worry me, and the whole thing goes like this. You ready? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Yeah, that, big old clunk. Yeah, that was the clunk of the good side hitting the ground just based on the visual side of this. Because uh, basically, we you know we talk about his friend. I think his friend is William, but his friend Jughead well, Williams. He's certainly he's certainly um, the guy next door in the in the video store from from Cl- Clerks. Uh, Brody? Dante. Dante. That's who it is. And he basically chooses to give Nathan a name, mm-hmm. decides we're going to call you Radiant Black. And oh, by the way, uh, you're already on Twitter as Radiant Black. And somebody tweets, boy, I sure could use some help from Radiant Black. So he flies out in the midst of his writer's block, tries to help somebody change a tire and ends up carrying their car. A BMW, the by the way. Huh? It's a BMW, yeah. by the way, which a I was a little surprised on. BMW, yeah. Right? Yeah recognizable modern BMW and it's really good. There's a full page shot of radiant black over the city, whatever city it is. Is it LA? Let's call it. No, 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 no. It's, it's like Bedford falls kind of place. It's Daytona, Daytona beach, Florida. No, because it's cold. That's why the, that's uh, why the wife, 
That's why the wife, I think it is Ohio, something like that. That's it why the wife Ohio. is like, oh my, aren't, should you be out here? And then that's why he's wearing the scarf when he's flying him. Because she's like, oh, aren't you cold? You should be bundled up. The, the so yeah, is, she gets the scarf. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that visual, and of course the visual that he has when he has his nightmare dream, mm-hmm. where he gets attacked by himself. Self. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really cool. This book looks just utterly amazing. It's a it's and, a very pretty book. It's a it's really solid art. I like it a lot. Yep. And I feel like, you know, the the issues that I have with the narrative are really something that it's going to depend where it goes next because the next issue blurb promises everything changes. Well, which, but see which I that could be great. I mean, everything changes well, doesn't mean everything you know is wrong. No. But it might. But at the, but at the same time, um, every single issue that we've read so far seems uh-huh. to be taking on a different aspect of superheroes, right? And so, so when you get next issue, we're going to see that cool team up. Yeah. I mean, literally we get to the end and it says, Hey, uh, everything's going to change the next issue. It's like, well, every single issue has been changed and kind of a, you know, kind of a, <laughs> we don't right have turn. a status quo yet guys. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's, and that's. I mean, again, that's not bad, especially if you're trying to. And that was one of the things about Invincible that we really liked was that it was just goofing on all of the superhero comics and all the superhero tropes. And this yep. one seems to be kind of doing something similar, but looking at it from 30,000 feet instead of from, you know, five inches away from the nerd's nose. Right. And uh, which is going to be the name of my uh, comic book store. Five inches five from inches the nerd's from the nose. nose. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when we get to the end of that first, you know, five or six, whatever issue arc it ends up being, and we read this as a whole, you know, you pick up that first trade of the the first seven issues or whatever it's going to be. I feel like this issue is going to serve as a really good sort of narrative breathing point. You know, that after the second commercial break part of CSI where CSI goes back to the office and he and Fez and the other guy are sitting around and they're like, Hey, let's talk technical stuff. That doesn't make any sense. And CSI is like, okay, well, here's what you're going to do. And, you know, I like that sort of pacing in a longer story. And I feel like maybe the fact that, you know, this is an individual chapter and it kind of comes out of nowhere may not be once again we talk about this all the time may not be the best way to present this had it been a bigger hunk had it been like a, a you know a shonen jump situation where you get the big thick manga with all the stuff in it it might have been different so i'm i'm willing to come back for next issue just based on uh, what we see here i am too i am totally down for this series i'm still liking it i think that you know issue one sold me for you know Five issues going forward. Issue two was like, definitely I'm in for the next, you know, six. This one is like, I'm in for the next two. (laughs) And I'm hoping that I'm hoping that four brings it back around to me saying, you know what? I'm, I'm on this. uh, Even if it goes 179 issues, I I will be on, on board for, for that stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. It's, it's not a bad comic. I still feel strongly about it. I think that it is a lot of fun. I think that it has a lot of potential. And so um, I would still say go and pick this series up. Obviously, it's been sold out. Uh, right. All three issues have been sold out, and they're rushing back to print, which means variant covers. You're going to be able to get some. Printings. Get those variant cover printings. Oh, well, I think issue one then would be on. I, I already deleted the press release that they sent us, but I'm pretty sure. Third printing. Yeah, it would be on a third printing. 
And that would mean that it's got a third variant uh, on the way. So, yeah, definitely go in for some of those variants. A lot of them look really cool. Uh, and so uh, go and talk to your comic book store. Or if you're buying this uh, digitally, there is a link in the show notes that will take you over to the Comixology site where you can buy Radiant Black issue number three right there. It's not going to cost you anything extra, but we are an affiliate program. We do have an affiliate program with Comixology. So we get a little bit. So and when I say a little bit, I'm talking about pennies on the dollar. So buy a lot of digital, buy a lot of digital comics over through that comicsology <laughs> link over at Majorspoilers.com. I mean, seriously, we need some money. Um, so Radiant Black number three, not a bad issue. I rather enjoyed it. And I, I will probably be sticking with this um, for 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 the foreseeable future. Yeah. So you may say to yourself, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. How did we get here? And the answer is simple. Last week, our faithful spoilerites went to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, right? They looked for the thing that said dueling review. They voted on the dueling review that they wanted to see. They sounded a little bit drunk during the whole show. No, wait, that's you. No, but that's what they did. And I bet, Stephen, I bet they could do that again. They could. In fact, uh, what you'll do when you go over and find that link for dueling review for April 28th, uh, 2021, you'll find a couple of links. One will take you over to Comixology, where you can find the comics that are coming out next week from DC Comics, including Action Comics number 1030. Uh, that's a $4.99 book. Batman Black and White, which is a $5.99 book. Keep that in mind. They're moving those Batman titles up by a full dollar. Uh, Batman Superman number 17 arrives next week, as does Challenge of the Super Friends number 14. That's a digital first comic, so you're only going to pay 99 cents for one of those. Uh, also, we have uh, the next Batman number nine, a digital first, and Robin, tw- uh, the 2021 uh, w- version. This is a uh, Damian Wayne, not the cool Tim Drake one, uh, but it <laughs> c- gets a first issue next week and you can get that for three ninety nine over on the uh, rest of the comic book world. Uh, you will find a link over to the previews world website where you will find from Boom Studios. Uh, Berserker is getting a uh, number two reprint. Uh, no, uh, yeah, and number two uh, comes out next week. Uh, also, Firefly number 28 arrives, as does Magic the Gathering number one, which is getting a second printing. Dark Horse Comics next week has, let's see, ooh, they have a Hellboy face mask. I want to see what that's about, because that is... That's uh, an, for when your skin needs a little extra care. Oh, I think it's probably, oh yeah, it's probably one of those, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those masks uh, for pandemic purposes that oh. makes the lower half of your face look like Hellboy. That's kind of cool. uh, for that Uh, Umbrella Academy face mask also $9.99 and Witcher 3 Wild Hunt metal water bottle for uh, $19.99 so I'm trying to look and the only comic that I see coming out next week oh there's two coming out next week from Dark Horse Comics Critical Role Vox Machina Origins 3 number 2 and Dragon Age Dark Fortress number 2 of 3 those are the only comics that Dark Horse comes out next week uh, Dynamite Entertainment, Deja Thoris, Winter's End, a Winter's End one shot is coming. Dynamite Betty Page, you get a neck gator of Betty Page if you want Betty Page around your neck. I don't uh, want a gator on my neck. Sonya Versal number three and Vampirilla versus Purgatory number two arrives next week. IDW Publishing, also a short week for IDW Publishing. Uh, they've got G.I. Joe, Real American Hero number 280. Uh, let's see, My Little Pony Transformers 2 number one. So you another uh, crossover right there. And also Yusagi Yojimbo, Wanderer's Road number six, the final issue in that arc. Image Comics next week, Crossovers number six, Department of Truth number eight, which a lot of people are enjoying the heck out of that series. 
Uh, let's see. We also have something called Helm Grey Castle number one, Spawn three seventeen, and Two Moons number three. That's what happens if uh, if you drive by Matthew uh, on the road and he's in the passenger seat. Two Moons. Does it? Does number it really? Three. Yes. Marvel Comics next week. Uh, Alien number one gets a second printing. Beta Ray Bill number two arrives. Black Widow number six. Miles Morales Spider-Man number 25, which, you know, um, I was ended up playing the uh, Marvel United game uh, this weekend with uh, the whole family got got around the gaming table and we all played that. And it's very interesting to see the characters that everybody picked. Uh, My wife picked Shang-Chi. My oldest son picked Howard the Duck. And my youngest picked Miles Morales Spider-Man. I said, you don't want to do, you know, like regular Spider-Man. He's like, no, I want to do Miles Morales Spider-Man, the ultimate Spider-Man. And I, and it, at that moment I was like, well, that is his first spy. I mean, I know he's watched some regular Spider-Man cartoons, but right. a, an endearing experience or a, uh, earth, you know, one of those key moments in your life where you remember exactly where you are when things happened was when we went to go see into the Spider-Verse. And ever since then, Miles Morales has been like his thing. So we hear about, you know, your doctor is the first doctor you encounter or that ha- you have a right. meaningful moment with. And so I think Miles Morales, Spider-Man, is his meaningful Spider-Man. That is the one that he will follow going forward, just like many people will have a um, John Stewart Green Lantern because of Justice right. League animated series. So, or, or how Jason loves the uh, Scarlet Spider Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nothing wrong with a little uh, hooded Spider-Man uh, flipping through your neighborhood. Spider hoodie. Spider hoodie. Uh, also, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, uh, number 25, coming out next week. He's about to have his own clone saga kicking off uh, in the coming uh, coming weeks. And also, Dr. Yes. Octopus is returning as part of Sinis- uh, Sinister War coming out in July. Ooh. Well, last time I saw Dr. Octopus, he was uh, he had cloned a Spider-Man body and was running around uh-huh. as the superior octopus. I'm Dr. Octopus. Uh, Spider-Man Curse of the Man-Thing number one. Uh, that is a... Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a musical reference there, for those of you. That's a uh, Ookla the Mock reference. Also, X-Men Legends number three. Uh, in all the rest category, we have Attack on Titan, Graphic Novel Volume 33, Bell, King of Serpents One-Shot. I don't know if that is a Xenoscope book or not, but I'm going to say, uh, since it is Bell, that it probably is. Grim Fairy Tales presents Quarterly Steampunk uh, coming out next week. Let's see, who else do we have? Love and Rockets Magazine number 10. We have also a Shadow Doctor number three, Shadow Man number one. Vamp Blade number 50 of 50. And uh, Witch Blade number two. Oh, also Zombie Tramp ongoing number 79 from Action Labs. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Also Zorro in the Land That Time Forgot. I just couldn't resist mentioning that one. So again, everybody, head over to patreon.com uh, slash major spoilers. Look in the, uh, you know, look at the list. And then in the comment section, just let us know what comic you want us to review next week. But do not wait All voting closes on Sunday morning. That's when I do the tabulation so that we can start prepping the week ahead in case we try to bring somebody on and we want to uh, reach out to them ahead of time and give them a little time to prepare. Uh, We can do that. Uh, But also it gives you a chance to get out there and vote early. And also while you're over there, if you're not already a patron, don't forget to check out our yearly membership that we have, where until the end of April, if you sign up for a yearly membership, We will charge you for 10 months and we will give you two months free. But that offer is only good until the end of April. You can find out more when you go to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us this week on The Dueling Review. We'll be back next week to review the comic book that you pick. And maybe we'll get to hear Matthew say... 
You want Ann Solana? Because that's how you get Ann. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.